Let's get this bitch started. I said we got this. Flow stupid, yet the rhyme's so brilliant. Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient. And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing. Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon. I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million. Too high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling. What the blood clot? How did all these nug rocks have me looking dumb hot with my eyes all bloodshot? Now that's a mugshot in the making. No need for ovens when you're waking, baking. No fake. Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. HQ'd up in this biatch. Yes, sir, yes, sir. We back with another episode, man. We apologize for the week off last week. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. Life just kind of happens and it kind of just happened that way. Yeah. But we here again, like I like to say, like the father that said he'd eventually come back. <laughs> we eventually came back. All right. It's like it's like the father that comes back in what, the dress shoes, the sweatpants mm-hmm. and, a, and a gallon of milk for the motherfucking NBA fucking um, draft. There you go. There you <laughs> motherfucking go for the motherfucking NBA draft because we know it's popping. But anyway, exactly. we back with another regular episode for y'all, man. We're going to keep it a little bit posted to what's going on yep. in these hip-hop streets. And let's just jump out the window and start off with my man YNW Melly's case, as that is probably one of the biggest stories right now for hip-hop in general. Now, oh, for those of you guys that haven't been keeping up, YNW Melly. Uh, famous rapper, had songs with Kanye West, Mixed Personalities, uh, uh, Murder on My Mind is probably his biggest song. Mm-hmm. He obviously, he was, he's was he been in jail this whole time, facing a double homicide um, in Florida for allegedly killing both of his friends. So, you know, to make a long story short, it wasn't really looking that great. It wasn't really looking like, you know what I mean, like he was going to be able to beat this case and whatnot, mm-hmm. but... It went to the uh, deliberation amongst the jury, and apparently they were split down the middle, and they couldn't decide on, you know, on what I guess their verdict was. Mm. So they went to the judge on Friday. They were like, "Hey, can't decide. You know what I mean? Like, we really don't know what to to decide on right here." Mm. The judge was like, "Hey, look, man, y'all gotta go back there and decide, nigga. But if y'all come back tomorrow." Or later on, and y'all tell me again that y'all can't decide, then it's gonna be uh, uh, a mistrial. Yep. And sure enough, uh, Saturday came around. Obviously, nobody wanted to be in a courtroom for fucking their whole weekend after they've been there for the last couple months. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing too that um, doesn't really get talked about a whole lot, or hasn't gotten talked about a whole lot in this case is the jury. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the jury <clears throat> for extensively long trials. You know, they're missing out on work. They're missing out on their family. I don't think that they can go home. You know, they got to stay in a the hotel. They, they can't have contact with them. No, they can, it, they can go home. Can they? Yeah, because it happens all the time. They can go home. Um, like, I mean, there's probably times where they can't, and I can't think of it right now just because I'm not like a legal eagle like that. <laughs> but they can go home, but they just can't talk to anybody about it for the most part. Because, I mean, you can't keep somebody uh, in a hotel I mean, they're, they're not going to keep somebody like that in a hotel for months and months and months and months for a trial like that. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That did sound crazy. So, <laughs> I mean, well, you're probably right on that. But I do know for, for in this case, though, um, when they were deliberating, they did have to stay in a hotel. I yeah, guess. that makes sense. That makes you know sense. Because I mean? if you have to do a deliberation and they're like, okay, well, you got X amount of time, then, yeah, they're just going to keep everybody together for for mm-hmm. sake of uh, ease. Yeah, exactly. So... Nonetheless, you know, it was Saturday, motherfuckers wanted to go home, mm-hmm. and they were like, look, man, I don't know. And like I was telling my brother earlier in the week, right, 
it's a lot easier to give somebody life in jail mm-hmm. than to send somebody to death. Now, I think that that might have a, a big deal, even though, right, I think they still have to uh, decide on whether or not he's going to get the death penalty as a jury. So I don't know if that really would affect it. But nonetheless, right, if you're a part of the jury and you're not sure if he did it, if you have any doubt, right, mm-hmm. you don't want to put put it in the hands of everybody else in the jury, you know, because it doesn't have to be unanimous anymore. The whole uh, yeah. <clears throat> the whole um, death sentence and thing. I think it's eight out of 12 people. If they decide that, they're, you know, they agree with it, then it's a go. So if you're somebody who's against the death penalty and doesn't want the death penalty, right, you might feel like, yo, I don't want to sense this person with something I'm not sure of because they might put him to death for something that I'm not sure if he did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I do feel like in this case, the uh, the fact that they're looking for, for the death penalty here is hurting the prosecution. Personally, obviously, like you said, I'm no legal expert, not even a little bit. You know what I mean? Just because yeah. I work at a law firm don't mean I know <laughs> shit about the law. Yep. You know what I mean? So um, I really don't know exactly, but I would imagine that that's something that, you know, isn't helping their case because it, I mean, we see what's going on here. You know, if you've been keeping along with the case, you've seen all the evidence they've laid out. And as much as a YNW Melly fan as I am, it's hard to, it's hard to go against what they're saying here. You know what I mean? That, yeah. that he's the one who, who, who killed his friends, but it's, um, I don't know, man. Like th- this is an interesting thing, an interesting way it handled out. Now, for uh, those wondering, this doesn't mean that he walked. This simply means that the state has to decide whether or not they want to trial this case again. And I mean, from what I'm hearing, they're not going to just let a double homicide just pass by. You know what I mean? So more than likely, the state is going to try this again. It's just going to take even longer. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Um, but I, I do, from what I understand, the very little that I do understand it is at least somewhat of a win for Melly because, you know, at least it tells you that most people are having a hard time deciding on what they think really happened here. Yeah, and it definitely, like you said, definitely good for him. Um, now, just because it was a mistrial now doesn't mean that when they come back, it's still going to be a mistrial. Right. I don't know if they're planning on getting a whole new jury select and going through the process again. I mean, that's what I assume would happen. Yeah, th- th- that's what has to happen now because the the initial jury couldn't, decide so it's like a whole other 12 yeah so this jury could just shit they can be together for like half a day and find that nigga guilty yeah no that's true that's true so and um it's really just going to depend on the people like you said who view the information and how they see it yeah and that's always the catch-22 in these type of matters is because mm-hmm. you never know who's going to come in who's going to be <coughs> and in what kind of frame of mind and how they're going to go ahead and vote or whatever you call that it's, I mean, it's just fucking weird, but at the same time, it's good for Melly because, I mean, shit, he, at least he he probably gets, like, another at least half a year before he goes back to trial. Oh, yeah. Because, sure. you know, the court the courts are, are slow as fuck. It's not mm-hmm. like they're going to jump into a new trial within the next week or so. Yeah, no, definitely. And, yeah, man, it, it's, it's like you said, it, it, at the very least, it looks like a win on paper. Like, mm-hmm. it might not actually be a win, but it might somewhat feel like it because now... The state might feel a little bit deterred by, you know, how everything worked out. And, you know, if you've been following the case on the Internet, because they've been showing, they've been streaming almost the entirety of it on YouTube. 
And, and to be honest, like a lot of people have stated this, and I kind of feel this way that the state, the, the state prosecutor, is is uh is kind of sloppy with how she's done this whole trial. Uh, Essentially, the lawyers have ate her up and everything that she's kind of presented, yeah. and it's just been you know it's just been to me, in my opinion, as good as a case as Melly could have had, as good as a defense as Melly could have had, giving the uh the giving everything that happened allegedly. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? I think that this is a win for him uh, in a lot of ways. And like you said, this doesn't mean that the next jury is going to have a hard time deciding, but it's still, like I said, just kind of, you know, puts a, a hurdle for the prosecution to, to, to even consider maybe not even trying it potentially. Exactly. But it's probably, probably not going to happen. Oh yeah. It's definitely, but, it's definitely going down again. So yeah. But you know, but, usually uh, on trials, they don't really give much information about, the um what are they called the jury because they don't want that information out there they don't want anybody to be swayed by this or that or you know somebody from i mean i'm not gonna say it's gonna happen but somebody from melly camp might find out who one of the juries is Mm -hmm. and you know give them money or whatever threaten them or whatever whatever that's the reason why they usually don't say who's in the jury or talk too much about (laughs) the actual jury one of the things i did hear though is that now the melly's attorneys they can talk. They can request to talk to the, to the, um, to the jury because they're not going to be jury anymore. So they were mentioning that it might be a good idea to talk to them, to get an idea of what they were thinking of when they were in the deliberating. Hmm. You get what I'm saying? So I'm actually surprised about <clears throat> that. Usually, I would think that they would just not be able to have any kind of contact, no matter what. I honestly, I thought the same too. But I was watching this. I don't know if any if you've heard of of this guy, but this is it's like a lawyer on YouTube. His name is Bruce Rivers. Oh, I've never seen him, but there's plenty of lawyers on YouTube that do shit like that. <laughs> yeah, okay, but nonetheless, one of the, one of those many, he was kind of saying like, "Yo, like now, like he 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 can because the the jury won't be a part of, you know what I mean of the of the of the pro, of potential prosecution now." So. But you yeah, would think I, that they wouldn't let them talk to anybody simply because they have so much, like, insider information about what actually happened. Hey, I mean, I'm with you, right? And I would think probably the same, but apparently that's what that's what can happen. So, wow. I mean, I don't know if it will, if they will or won't, but, I mean, I would think if you're a lawyer and a good one, that might be something you do just to kind of go into the next potential tri- uh, trial to to really understand what they were uh, deliberating, so yeah, okay, yeah, you know I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting nonetheless. It definitely is because this whole trial is just wild to begin with, and and I feel like it's 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 a crazy thing, right? That we have two huge artists essentially fighting for their life mm-hmm. uh, right now. Um, with obviously you know Young Thug and YSL right now, yeah, and and YNW Melly, and I don't think that this has ever happened in hip hop where we have two, you know, pretty big names um, potentially going away for life. I mean, yeah, not at the same time that I can think of. Because, like, when Snoop was doing the whole murder was the case drink for the possible murder that he was clocked with back in the day, but he he wasn't even if he was found not guilty of. Mm. Nobody else was really in trouble at that point like that. Right. So I've yeah I've never seen like you've seen somebody go to case somebody go to court blah blah blah. And hip hop, but it's never been two artists like that at the same time that I can think mm-hmm. of. Yep, yep. So it's for all those, you know, uh, YouTube lawyers. It's a good, 
it's a good time to be a YouTube lawyer, I guess. No bull. Of... Whether you have a degree or not, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> nah, facts, facts. But definitely, you know, I hope that whatever happens, man, I hope justice is served, even though we all know that the justice, uh, justice, the court, the idea of justice is very, uh, you know, <laughs> slippery, <one>. yeah. <laughs> slippery slope, if you will, but exactly. nonetheless. All right, word. Well, let's go on to the next topic, and this is something that literally, when you when you sent me this shit, made me just fucking laugh. Mm. Kodak Black and Six Nine did a song together. Now you know yeah. it's a Six Nine song, simply by the name, which is Shaka Laka. I don't understand yeah. why this man names his songs shit that don't make sense. The fee fee high fee, all that other dumb shit that he names his songs, bruh. Okay, first of all. What the fuck is Kodak, who is like, you know, supposed to be representing for real, for real, for the streets and shit. What the fuck mm -hmm. is he doing a song with this nigga for? That's one of the first main questions that came out of my fucking mouth. Oh, yeah. For but sure, no. when you like we talked about it before the show. And when you say you were off, he's offered multiple millions of dollars just for one uh, verse. Listen, man. Yeah. Like you said, Kodak Black was supposed to be one of the real ones. You know what I mean? He was supposed to be. Lil Kodak, Lil Kodak from, uh, what is it, the Pork and, Pork and Beans Projects. I think that's where he's from. <laughs> Pork and Beans Projects. It's something like that. It's something like ridiculous like that. That can't be the name of that project. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. No. No, that is not the apartment name. That is not it. It is. Oh, what the fuck, Florida, yo. No, okay, so that's the nickname of it, yeah. They I'm about to say. Nah. <laughs> They call it Liberty Square, but okay. it's it's often referred to as the pork and beans. Oh, God. So, you know what I mean? Nonetheless, a project nonetheless. <laughs> and, of course, that is where Project Baby, Kodak Black, is from. And, um, and yeah, man, it, uh, I say all that to say, man, he's supposed to be a street dude. He's supposed to have different morals. He's supposed to have stand on certain codes, right? And let me just say this, right? I'm disappointed in Kodak, but not because I give a fuck about the whole street, whatever, conduct, misconduct, if you will, here. Mm -hmm. But more so, right? And this is the same the same reason I have issues with people snitching, right? Is because it ain't because I get so mad that you're not upholding the street rule, right? It's just that I look at you as somebody who will sell out for anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And especially in this case with Kodak Black, who, according to WAC 100 on no, no, the Here No Jumper podcast. Here we go listening to this nigga again. Say it again? Here we go listening to this nigga again. Yeah, yeah, for, for real though. So he was saying that he put several millions of dollars uh, in front of Kodak. Hmm. Now, he didn't specify a number, but several millions, it seems it seems like a, a reasonable amount to many, right? I but mean... the, pro the, the problem is, right, mm -hmm. that if me or you were offered that to do a song with 6 9 we do it in a heartbeat, but we have never been, nor will we ever be, you know, street dudes nope. that's abiding by some rules. We've nope. never been out there, you know, claiming anything like that. Nope. But if you have, then that lets me know then th that this kind of shit matters to you. And if you throw away all of that for a couple million, don't get me wrong. I know it's money. It's a couple million. But it just lets you know that, man, you're liable to do anything for money. Exactly, and, and that's a, that's a slippery slope right there. Now, if the if something had been like Kodak was like, you know, down bad, fucked up, my nigga wasn't making no more money, and Six Nine was like, all right, I'll give you X amount, 
you know, try and get your shit back up. Come on, be on the song, blah, blah, blah. That would be different for me anyway, mm-hmm. simply because he would be trying to, like, get his step back. You know what I'm saying? But as yeah. one of the top niggas in the game right now, dog, yeah, like you said, it just makes me believe that somebody can throw any amount of zeros in front of you and you're going to take that. No, 100%. 100%. And again, you know, to kind of <laughs> put out there what Boosie said, man, Kodak Black will take dick for $30 million if if he'll, if he'll work with a snitch for $2 million. <laughs> Now, I don't necessarily agree with that, nor nor are those my words. I'm about to say that's what but, but I will say that he does have a valid point in the sense that where does it end? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you go against what you said for $2 million, you know where where does that end so it really is just kind of like a uh i don't know man a disappointing thing if you're a fan of kodak yeah just be and again it, it has nothing to do with the whole street code thing mm-hmm. it's just him essentially being a sellout this is really what it is what it is you sold out your your morals yep. your beliefs for some money you know what i mean now obviously the whole internet was going crazy over the weekend when they saw this they were talking about kodak obviously i just mentioned uh boosie um oh boosie always know. got something to say to somebody boosie, about something yeah you know what i mean boosie just said what I, what i said about the whole 30 for 30 million yeah um and and you know obviously kodak had to answer now rolling loud was at miami this past weekend which yeah. is where kodak is from yep so obviously kodak was going to be a performer there and he took the time to pretty much essentially say, yeah, like, yo, man, I got people to feed and I got money to make and yada, 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 right? And to, to go back to what you were saying, man, that, that's a fair thing to say if you're fucked up in the game. Yeah. Kodak Black is a relevant artist. He had one of the biggest songs last year with uh, with uh, uh, Gremlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot what the joint's called. Uh, Super Gremlin. Su- Super Gremlin. And you know the, I mean? it, was it not even the year before, like maybe six, eight months before when him and Gucci and Bruno Mars had that joint. Yeah. I know I'm super fly. That joint, dog, yeah. that joint went hard as fuck. Dog, so the point just keeps getting elaborated that Kodak Black did not need to do this. I mean, you working with Gucci Man and fucking Bruno Mars, two of the biggest niggas either in hip hop and in pop music, right? Yep. Who did yep. he work with before that? Didn't he do a song with, um, fuck, who did he do that song with like right after he got out of jail? Oh, dog! He's apparently worked with Ed Sheen, Edward Ed Sheen, Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran. Yeah, another nigga that popped that's up there. You know what I mean? So, so it's just like more, re- like you said, it's more evidence that this nigga didn't need to do this. <laughs> but I mean, you know? I guess, hey, like you said, if we was able to do a quick, you know, two, three, four, five mil, however many it was that they gave him, we would take it. Hold on, hold on. Let, let me stop it right there because the equivalent. Of two one to two million that he got uh-huh. for us right now, yeah, would be like somebody. In my opinion, maybe I'm off on these numbers, but I would say it's like somebody offering us twenty to thirty thousand. Shit, nigga, that's twenty to thirty thousand. I didn't have yesterday. No, I know for <laughs> sure, right? But would you take twenty to thirty thousand to go against whatever moral standing you have in something? It doesn't have to be the whole snitching thing. It could be like, all right, now this might not be it for you specifically, yeah. right? But let's just say somebody who's a who's a devout uh Christian, right? A devout yeah. Catholic or whatever, and and somebody who's a devil worshiper, like his music, you know, revolves around uh, you know, Satanism or whatever, just 
you know that that side of things yeah comes up to some uh to this person and is like yo i'll give you 20 to thirty thousand if you if you're on this song that talks about you know essentially the opposite of what you believe huh. i feel like at that point i mean i mean i don't know i don't know what i would do you know what i mean but I, i'm trying to think of something that would that would equate for that would be the um yeah because that's hard like um you know I what i mean yeah like, i mean i don't know like it's it's definitely hard to say but it's also you know it's, it's always situational i feel like with stuff like that not really situational but like you know you can't really say what you would do until you're in that kind of situation I don't want to say it's situational because a lot of people wouldn't do some stuff off their morals because they're that into their morals like that. Yeah. But I would also probably say not only is it, is it situational, but it's it's situational depending on what the moral is that is being, you True. know, looked at or or being in in that's I don't know being aggrieved against or whatever whatever. So like what if it's if it's religion and shit, I'm not a religious person, so I can't really talk to that. But I could see how a religious person would be like, Nah, I'm good, dog. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But like, I can oh. see how even someone who might be a little bit religious, but is not like zealotry religious, or like you know, just like in church every motherfucking Sunday and choir practice in Sunday school like that, how someone who's not like that might be like, all right, cool, well, you know, it's it's a song. Maybe I can talk to this nigga and give him a little blah blah blah, show him the light a little bit. Maybe the motherfucker will be like letting them do. Maybe maybe he'll sing something demonic in a song, and I can sing the other side that's more the holy <laughs> side. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Whatever you can right. work through, but. This might be a better example. Let's say a dude, a random dude, robbed one of your good friends, right? Robbed them, da 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 da. Now later on, you become friends with this person. Hmm. After you knew that this person robbed him, and, and and you probably were even like, yeah, man, that that piece of shit or whatever. You know, you're talking down on them. <laughs> but but now let's let's just say you met him at a party. You know, through a friend, and you didn't you didn't re- rececognize it was him, but then by the time you realize it, like, oh shit, this the nigga that robbed my man. Hmm. Like it's like you're you you would have to. I mean, I would I would think that you probably at that point be like, All right, I'm at least get out of here and out of respect for my man because mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Oh, like yeah. I don't I'm not about to be cooling with with the the dude that robbed my man. Yeah. And it's that's that's to me that's a moral stance right there because it's like I'm trying to be loyal to my friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So in that case right there, like, let's just say, I don't know. Let's just say he had the best weed connecting fucking area, right? Mm-hmm. If 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 it meant betraying my friend, mm-hmm. then nah, I wouldn't Hell I wouldn't no. be friends with that guy. Nah, like, yeah, if 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 I was talking to, like, in that case, if I was talking to this nigga and then found out later on that night that it's the same mm-hmm. nigga, definitely. It's not like I wasn't going to whoop his ass in front of everybody in the party or nothing, but I'm just going to go ahead and excuse myself and not conversate mm-hmm. with this nigga no more. You know, first of all, I doubt any information would have been shared because, you know, didn't realize who that person was. And I'm sure they're not trying to bring up the fact that they robbed this person. So. Exactly. Exactly. But I mean, if I find out later, oh, yeah, it's a wrap. It's not like we're going to ride on that nigga right then and there. That's what but, I'm saying. Like, yeah. yeah. But we, but, we definitely not but you probably wouldn't mess with him like that. Nope. You know what I mean? So and, and again, that that's again, I, I, I for a second forgot how we even got to here. But, <laughs> you know, we're talking about Kodak and essentially him selling out, man. It's disappointing. Again, not specifically because of the whole street aspect of it, but just because he turned on his moral stance for a couple of M's, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and again, I know that that's easy to say not having it in front of you, and I'm aware of that, and, and I acknowledge that, but 
still. But it, it's it also, was, it's a weird thing. It's kind of like a weird thing for us as non-street people, non, you know, as civilians, as you like to say, because yeah. we don't live by anything close to those type of morals. So it's like, we can be all day. Yeah, I wouldn't fuck with that nigga, blah, 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 blah. But nigga, you're not, you're not a street nigga. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to abide by these rules or you're not looked at to abide by these rules because of where you come from or where you claim to come from and what you rap about. So it's just like a lot of niggas would be like, man, fuck that nigga, blah, blah, blah. But then you would see them turn around and take that check real quick. Because they ain't got it like Kodak got it. And they don't mm. live by those same rules that Kodak lived by simply because of where he's from and what he done. Yeah, for, for sure, right? But that's why I feel like, you know, again, if you are like us who aren't street dudes, right, I think you got to look at it from whatever the non-street version of it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is why I try to give a few examples just to see, you know, how that would how it would go about, but yeah, no, I mean I agree. You know what I mean? Like if if you're not a street dude, mm-hmm. you really don't know the ins and outs of the streets, obviously. Yeah. So and you know, there's um, a lot of perpetrating ass niggas around here who want to oh, yeah. call themselves street dudes, man. They ain't got nothing to do with nowhere Listen, near the streets, bro. They ain't even on the sidewalk. Hell they, they, nah. bar- they barely on the porch. They hang out the window. That's what I'm about to say. They out the window like an old lady looking in the neighborhood uh-huh. for all the business. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Exactly. So. But yeah, man, I don't know. I guess we'll see what uh, hip-hop feels about this. Mm-hmm. Do I think it'll affect Kodak in a negative way? Probably not. You know what I mean? Probably not. But it, To a it, limited just... degree where all he'll get is people be like, damn, you really worked with that nigga? And that'll probably uh-huh. be about it. Nah, facts. That That's that's probably the most that'll happen. And that'll only be for like the first couple months. After that, people forget all about it. Mm-hmm. Man, well, hey, Crazy. good luck, Kodak. Hopefully, this does not fuck your career up. Yeah, I hope I hope them two hours was worth it, man. No bull. That's all I'm saying. Now, this is interesting because years ago, I heard some new song that Beanie Siegel came out with, and it mm-hmm. did not sound like Beans. The yep. lyrics sounded like Beans, but the voice didn't sound like Beans. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't know or if you haven't kept up with Beanie Siegel in the last like decade. Beanie Siegel got caught in a drive-by in Philly and got hit like two or three times. One of them collapsed his lung. So his lung mm-hmm. don't work that well, if at all. So Beanie can't, Beanie don't have the ability to really hit that raspy, hard, mm-hmm. deep voice shit that he used to hit. That was his style that we all know is Beans, that we all love Beans for. Um, But now we've got this whole revolution of AI, which... We can have a whole goddamn episode contact on or a conversation on because AI, all, this shit, all I see is Skynet, nigga. All I see is Skynet. <laughs> that shit is going to go up against us. We're going to be fighting the motherfucking machines. Mm-hmm. The machi- it's it's going to be motherfucking stupid. But in our case right now, we worried about motherfucking Skynet making, uh, imitating people's voices and making new songs and, yep. and all type of dumbass shit. So now they're talking about... Uh, Beanie Siegel says he would use AI to get his old pre-getting shot voice back. The fact that it's actually Beanie Siegel doing it, I kind of am cool with because mm. Beanie is trying to get the AI to, like, I guess, you know, absorb what he's done before so it can do his voice the way he would want to do it. And yep. then he could give, he could write the lyrics for the AI and, I guess, type it into the AI so that the AI can go ahead and spit it. Mm-hmm. I and- actually think this is not a bad idea because it's the actual artist doing it. Because of a of a handicap or inability, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. But overall, I am against AI 150. <laughs> percent Listen, 
Listen, man. I'll, this is what I'm going to say, right? Uh-huh. I agree with everything you said. I am scared shitless of uh, AI, not only for the reasons that you mentioned, but also jobs. You know yeah. what I mean? Jobs in the future. People yep. won't have... You know, we're already seeing uh, supermarkets without any employees. You know, you just put it in your ba- in your basket. Mm-hmm. And McDonald's don't right. need no employees. McDonald's, neither. you know what I mean. So, it really is a very very slippery slope. You mm-hmm. know what I mean. And um, you know, all that being said, I, I you know, it's been a lot of negatives brought up, not just by us right now, but by you know uh, the media in general. They've been talking about how like you can't really tell if a song is even a real song anymore because of I've heard a couple Drake AI songs mm-hmm. that sound that I thought were real songs. And I was like, hold on, what fuck, what, what song is this? Yeah, I've heard, I've never the, heard, I've heard joint, a couple right? of joints too. So, so you know what I mean? Like those are all negatives of AI. But like you said, with somebody like Beans, somebody who got shot, somebody who's a legend in the game, who wants to continue to you know to rap and stuff like that, it's um. I think this is a good thing, you know what I mean? Like, for, for, for just just in that case right there. Now, are they going to be able to keep it isolated for just that? Probably not. Obviously, people are going to just like everything find you know ways to abuse it and everything. So I don't know, man. It's it's just it 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 is a slippery slope, but I'm all for it, man. I I, I think that if if um if if it's used with some kind of decency and not just you know. <laughs> Getting, uh, you know, dead rappers to like, for example, making oh, a, a whole new Tupac album. Yeah, no. Please don't do that. Don't. don't I do, do not want to see that. Mm-mm. We already have enough Tupac I, uh, posthumous music. Nigga, what? I feel like it, that. No, that that's that always surprised me how many posthumous uh uh fucking uh Tupac songs there were. Mm-hmm. Like I never really, I never really understood how. <laughs> it was like that man couldn't have had that many songs in 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 the crates. You know what I'm saying? No. Nah. And there's no way. There's no way. But um, and even if he did, it, there's no way they're all finished. It, it was definitely some copy and pasting going around. Oh, but yeah. um, mm-hmm. but but yeah, man. It, it, it's again, it is a weird. Definitely, it is a weird. Uh, you know, subject. But I do think that um, there are some some goods to it along yeah, the way. Sure. For sure. All right. So J Cole, as some people like to call him, Nap King Cole, because they say his music mm-hmm. is real slow, <laughs> but he's still a beast. He is now part owner of the Charlotte Hornets, so big up to him, setting up his post-rap endeavors like a good man should. I believe that like a lot of these rappers now, like I don't know about a lot of them, but I will say that there's a good amount that have definitely started to set up their post-rap endeavors. Uh, you definitely got to give it to Ross for owning like all the wing stops yep. in Florida. Um, yep, definitely. <laughs> uh, I think Gucci Man got a couple of investment joints he's got going on. Uh, you know, a lot of the older older cats definitely, yeah, have a lot of no, stuff. I agree. But it's good to see some of the younger ones, and it's like I don't want to say that J Cole is like young, young because he's not young. Like he just came out, but like he ain't been in the game as long as Ross and all of them. So mm-hmm. I can still consider him one of the younger ones in the game. But it's really good to see them taking an interest in their financial stability post rap, uh, considering that you know rap is not always going to be something that everyone is going to be able to make their money on up into their 40s and their 50s and shit. Yep. No, so, what? Uh, you know, one of the things that I mentioned, you know, prior to us starting to record was in sports. You know what I mean? A lot of times you see uh, athletes go into uh, broadcasting or setting up their, 
their future post football, post basketball, mm-hmm. and uh, soccer, baseball endeavors. And you know, it's important because just like these rappers, a lot of people get used to living a certain lifestyle. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And if you're an athlete, you know, you have to keep the money coming in in order to maintain it. Like, it doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank. Eventually, that money will dry out uh, if, if, you, if you're not bringing in more income. Mm-hmm. So I do think that this is, um, you know, and, and I don't think this is something that would be hard for J. Cole because, I mean, every time you see J. Cole, he's always in, like, some non, like, rapper attire, if you will. Yeah. Like, you He's always wearing, like, for lack of better terms, like, bummy gear, if you will. You know what I mean? Like, not necessarily, like, some fresh shit. Yeah. So, I don't think that... I mean, obviously, I don't know for a fact, but I don't think that J. Cole has any uh, any financial issues or anything like that. But just because you don't have them now doesn't mean you won't have them in the future. That's right. And, and I think that is... Again, I think that uh, J. Cole is, is showing a good example of how as a rapper you know you can kind of go into making passive income after you retire yeah you know what i mean and 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 i don't know what entails being uh you know a a owner of a basketball team i don't know how much responsibility you actually have i don't know if you're just the owner and you know you get season tickets and you can show (laughs) up and Mm -hmm. that's just what it is or if you actually have decisions to make because i do i believe he's just a part owner of the of the whole team so nonetheless though uh, I think it's a big, a huge thing for him. Mm-hmm. We've seen other rappers, though. I think Jay Z, part owner of, of, I think the Nets, uh, right? Yeah, the, but which I think actually he ended up selling. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, he was one of the first rappers I did see that. Recently, uh, we seen uh, Yo Gotti, part owner of DC United, yep, mm-hmm. right here, local team. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? Hey, I, what I do think... you call it? Um, I'm not not musical related, but um, Magic Johnson, part owner yeah. of the Commanders now. Exactly, exactly. So you know what I mean? Like it's. It's it, it's it's just kind of showing athletes and rappers, singers, whatever, mm-hmm. that uh, there is a life after you know your fame and everything. Not and, just and podcast. Not just podcast. <laughs> there is a lot of different ventures that motherfuckers could go down. And yeah, salute to J Cole. He is a uh, he is from Charlotte. Yep. So obviously this it kind of it, it works sense. out. And, and 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 honestly, right, this is like the dream of every sports fan yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. is it, to one day be able to own the team you rooted for when you were a kid and, and, and actually make changes potentially um for you know better, what i mean yeah. so it, it it is i think the 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 boyhood dream of most uh, uh people who, who who watch sports you know what i mean so definitely salute to j cole there and and i'm sure uh I'm sure he'll keep he'll keep the team afloat because you know J Cole can play basketball. Yeah. If you've ever seen highlights of J Cole playing pickup games, there's there's several of them out there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's even the highlights from him playing at an African league for a little bit. Yeah, that's right. I forgot all about that. You're right. Um, he played and he got I think one bucket. Mm-hmm. And then I might have been it, but um, he was like, "All right, I'm out, y'all." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but nonetheless, you know, I, I mean, I think it's important to, um, you know, rich or poor. Is to have fun, you know what I mean, and 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 enjoy the uh, uh, the riches you've made. You exactly. know what I mean, and and in this case, I think J Cole is doing that. I think that you know he'll be well into his forties and fifties, and he'll still be making more money than whoever is super popping right now. That's another, that's the thing about it, you know. Let me ask you this: If you had the billions or the millions or whatever it is that you need, and you could be a part owner of any team, any sport, 
what would you choose? Man, listen, I know this is going to be kind of different for me because I'm a Tennessee Titans fan, and that's that's the team that I'm I root for the most, right? Mm-hmm. I'm also a Wizards fan, but unfortunately, the Wizards haven't given us too much to root for in, in a long time. Now, <laughs> but nonetheless, I would say either the Wizards, which is where I'm from, the Washington D.C. area, mm-hmm. or the Titans. The only thing, the only reason I'm kind of hesitant about saying Titans is because I feel like. I feel like I wouldn't feel the same owning a team that I didn't follow as a kid or grow up or, uh, you know, mm-hmm. knowing. But, yeah, it would definitely be either the Wizards or the Titans for me, personally. I definitely would either get part ownership of the Skins. Excuse me, the Commanders. Sorry. Even Around though, here, even, we still call them though, the Skins. I don't know if you heard, but they're supposed to change the name again. <laughs> yeah, they, they said that. Well, they said Magic said anything's on the table. So I'm down for that because, again, most of us hardcore fans who grew up with the Washington Redskins do, do not like the commander's name. Yeah, no, nah, that, 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 that felt really rushed, like the yeah. whole process of – And I'm that, not even a commander's fan. The fact that they gave no input to the fan base – who was what makes y'all the money and has been through these losing seasons and kept us one of the most financially rich organizations in fucking NFL. Yeah. Like the fact that the people were not, you know, like, let's take a poll and see what the people like. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, they did that with the Wizards. They were like, go ahead and write us in what you want, blah, 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 when they changed the Wizards name. So I don't get why they didn't do that for Washington. It's like, it's more of an, I feel like, an established team because it's the NFL team. It's the biggest supported team in the area, period. Right. So the fact that they did nothing but to, to ask the, the actual fans what they would be interested in changing the name to, like I think that was just a huge misstep. And I hope if they decide to change the name with these new folks um, that they actually get fan input. But for me, again, yes, the, the, the commanders, I would buy a piece in. And I would also buy a piece in uh, D.C. United because D.C. United, oh, sure. again, is one of the original eight teams from MLS 1996 uh, mm-hmm. season. And it's like one of the lowest teams in the league right now as yeah. in not doing well. So I would want to become a part owner so that I could help step up the team. That's actually one that I forgot. But, yeah, D.C. United, again, if you grew up in the DMV area – and you're either Caribbean or or Central American, mm-hmm. you 100% uh, followed the DC United years of the 96, yep. 90, I think it was 95 or 96. Oh. The first uh, the first MLS season when mm-hmm. they won the world uh, the, the MLS Cup. The first two. The first two. I'm sorry. Let me let me get that right. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, man, it, it was just it it was it was super dope, man. And you know, my parents they they you know they followed it, and obviously I was like three or four at the time. So I kind of have just, you know, very not so vivid memories of it. But nonetheless, it was definitely a moment in time. And, yeah, man, it would, it would be pretty dope to, For to, damn to own sure. Oh, and um, to, to go back and add something, excuse me, to what we were talking about before. Apparently, not only was Kodak Black offered an ass load of money, he was also given a Rolls Royce to collab with 6ix9ine. And y'all know how much Rolls Royces cost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, I did see that. I did see WAC 100 say that he left him with it uh, after the video shoot. Mm-hmm. He just gave him the keys. It was like, go home, man. <laughs> God damn. That's, that's one way to do it, I guess. I mean, I guess. You know what I'm saying? But for mm-hmm. real, where is 6ix9ine getting all this money from? Oh, no. Nah. See, bro. And that's the thing, dog. Like, if you look at 6ix9ine's career the last couple months, it really, like, it's just kind of shown 
that he could still thrive in the in the Spanish fucking realm. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? And, and yeah, and, and that's kind of what he's done the last few months. Now, don't get me wrong; he's made songs with artists I personally have never heard of, even being a Latino person. <laughs> but nonetheless, he has made a couple songs with uh, Spanish artists that are getting a lot of numbers on uh, on YouTube and whatnot. Yeah. So I'm assuming that that's probably where the money's coming from. Not only that, but I, who knows if he's he might even be signed to to a, to you know a record label and, and and they might be you know backing all of it because the reality of it is as much as we don't like uh, uh six nine he's still getting views he's still getting attention mm-hmm. for right or wrong reasons you know what I mean but nonetheless that's that's kind of what's going on there well you know he gonna make his money he gonna make his money mm-hmm. I ain't wishing him well but you know yeah no nah, I ain't we wishing can't. him ill either so. It's just whatever happens, happens. But yo, Kodak, make better decisions. Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right, y'all. So we're going to end the podcast this week talking about arguably the biggest name in in not just rap, but or one of the biggest names in music, probably the biggest name in rap mainstream-wise. Of course, I'm talking about Travis Scott. You know what I mean? Over the last few, what, two two years since the tragedy happened. uh, Yeah. With Astro World, he's been pretty quiet. Hasn't yeah. really put out any music of his own, mm-hmm. and and not even on a lot of features for real. What was that? Not even on a lot of features. No, no, that's or or any features that are even worth mentioning. You yeah. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they, they've kind of came and went. But obviously, you know, when he drops, <laughs> like his fan base and just mainstream in general goes crazy over it. I think he has a a, a special connection with the with the youth that you know that that you know allowed an event like asteroid to even take place you mm-hmm. know which which had i think 50 plus thousand people in it probably even Jesus. more than that so um you know what i mean like it, it's just uh it's interesting to see him come back uh i think he performed for the first time in a major festival this past weekend at rolling out okay so um yeah man he's he's dropping a uh new album called utopia I believe he's also releasing a movie to go along with it. Hmm. Not sure exactly what that entails, but I guess we'll find out this Friday because that's when both are supposed to come out. Now, I guess, let me ask you, how, I mean, I don't know how big of a Travis Scott fan you are. I think, if I'm not mistaken, not the biggest fan. Mm -mm. But how do you feel like the general public is going to take this new album. I don't know if you, you. I'm assuming you probably haven't heard the single that that he put out the uh, with Bad Bunny in the weekend. I have not heard the single yet. Um, I think that the general public, because I mean, he was a huge star. He's a huge star. Yeah, a lot of people love him, especially the kids. I think he'll be fine. Like, I don't think there's gonna be very much backlash or anything at all. People are gonna probably be like, "Well, you know, his next concert. Remember what happened at what you call it at Astro World." Mm-hmm. Yep. But if Travis is smart. The next festival that he does or the next concert series that he does, he'll have more security, probably more safety stuff, you know, so that people don't get trampled and yep. all that other other type of shit. If he's smart, if he's smart. Now, again, I don't know Travis Scott like that. I don't follow him, so I don't know what his level of intelligence anywhere is. But being with one of them damn Kardashians, you would hope that they would be like, all right, motherfucker. We're not getting sued again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. step your shit up. 
That's nah. all I really want out of the situation is that motherfuckers can go to a Travis Scott concert and not worry about ending up in the hospital and or dead. See, and again, and you know, I'm sure this conversation, not just by us, but by many, many, many different voices and faces on the internet have had mm-hmm. this conversation where it, it, there's a, a very thin line, right, between being safe and something being kind of edgy and cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a very thin line that we all know, uh, you know, from growing up, uh, that there's a very thin line between something being just straight up dangerous mm-hmm. and edgy and cool. And I feel like if you've ever been to a concert, almost any concert really, you kind of see like a part of the concert going experience is, you know, being in in the you know the quote unquote mosh pit, uh, depending on the concert, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of that energy. You know what I mean? Like part of it is is, is fun to some people and. It seemed like it was fun to uh, to his fan base, but obviously, I just think that it, the most important thing I think was, or should be, is um, not having that many people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In, in, in a place like that, there, there, I think that that probably is a, like I don't think that he needs to change how he performs or 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 you know because it's part of who he is as an, as an artist. Mm-hmm. But I think that more than anything, I think there needs to be more crowd control mm-hmm. in a sense where there isn't you know. They're not they're not jammed in there like a you know can of sardines. You or know they I mean? they can prevent people from sneaking in because I remember people were saying that they was climbing fences and shit. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the reasons why it was so overpacked. Like there's yeah. there's no reason <clears throat> that everybody should be climbing over fences to get into a concert. You know what I'm saying? First yeah, of no, all, sure. like most of them venues, they have protections against that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? And Thanks. if and if you yeah. don't have enough security at the venue to stop some shit like that, then like, what's the point of having security, period? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Might as well just let the goddamn floodgates open and just have a big old hole in the fence and everybody just come through whenever the fuck they want. Yeah, no, you're right. So you're right. You're right. I mean, yeah. I, that's what I was saying. Like, he needs to... It's not that he needs to change up how he performs. He needs to change up how all of that shit is set up at the at the concert. The security, the barricades, um, you know, just anything to mitigate all of the bullshit that happened before. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I, I agree 100%. Um, now, as far as the music goes, I did listen to uh, the single with Bad Bunny and The Weeknd, and it's a, uh, I like it. You know, I've I, I seen a lot of people saying that they weren't big fans of it um, because it's kind of like a Afrobeat-ish kind of song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, and obviously, you know, at this point, that's kind of become like the, like the kind of, I don't I don't want to use the term watered down, but like kind of like the... <laughs> a de facto sound, yeah. Exactly, yeah, where you kind of have to have an Afrobeat song on your album nowadays if you mm-hmm. want to have like a summer job. But I think this joint is tight. I think that Travis did a good job on it. I think, you know, one of the things that I think is important if you aren't the most lyrically gifted person is if you're able to transmit emotion through your music. You know Facts. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think you don't always have to be super lyrical if somehow the emotion is, you know, coming out through your music. And I think that um, that's what, that's one of the things that Travis does well is, uh, is that because I wouldn't say he's like super gifted lyrically, mm-hmm. um, but his, the way he's able to manipulate sound either through his own uh, vocal cords or through, you know, your best friend, auto tune, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever it is, I do think that he, he has an understanding of it mm-hmm. um, and, and he's able to do it well. And I think he did it well in that joint. Bad Bunny, I feel like he did, you know, he's, to me, he can't miss, but hey, that's just me. I don't want to sound like a Bad Bunny dick rider. And I think I think overall the song is, is dope. You know, the weekend's part was also pretty cool as, as well. So if y'all haven't checked that out, definitely go check that out. I believe it'll uh, give a nice little uh, introduction to Utopia, if you will. 
Okay, okay. It'll be interesting, man. I have to go check it out because, I mean, it's not like I'm opposed to Travis Scott's music. I just don't listen to it because, like, first of all, the auto-tune. And the no, second of all, it's not for me, dog. I mean, it's not my generation music. <laughs> no. Check check this one out because this, I could see this joint being like a cool little, like, end of the summer cookout type of vibe. You know okay, what I mean? Okay. Okay. I'll you definitely I mean? check it out. So you know me. I'm down to check out anything at least once. There you go. <laughs> That's the way. That's that's the right attitude, kids. You gotta be open to everything at least once, man. There you go. There you go. Well, most things. <laughs> for real. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, y'all, we are gonna end the episode this week. Thank y'all for coming back. And uh, again, sorry for uh, the delay. And yes. in last week, like like my man said, shit happens. We gotta shit take happens. care of it. And sometimes that means podcasts don't get recorded. Mm-hmm. Be back though. Appreciate y'all understanding. Uh, and I appreciate y'all for coming back again. Yo, if uh, be good, and if y'all can't be good, at least be the best you can be. Hey man, if you can't do that, man, at least make your mama proud, man. And if you can't do that, like I always say, man, them turn signals is there for a <laughs> motherfucking reason. They like ain't just flower walls. They're not or wallflowers. Mm-hmm. Is you use the motherfuckers? All right, mm-hmm. goddamn it, it's about to be the end of the summer. We ain't trying to. We're trying to end the summer on a good note. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Trying to have all our Working, uh, uh, we trying to have a working car for the rest of the year, man. So please use the turn signals. I don't want to run into your stupid ass thinking you going straight and you really making the right. If I, I end up in the hospital because your ass didn't use the turn signal, it's gonna be a motherfucking problem. It'll be a problem. We are gonna find out where you be at, where you stay at, all that. So let's and we let's coming let's for you coming for let's, you coming for let's, you. Let's be respectful and use them turn signals. There all you right? go. There you go. All right, y'all. Love y'all. Take it easy. Uh, wash your hands. Wash your ass. And Yo, don't be stupid out there, yo. <laughs> don't be stupid. And also, like, I just want to say this. My, 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 I'm, I'm always give the fat boy spiel right here. Ah. It's about to be the end of summer. Listen, man, if you live anywhere that isn't, like, you know, the north of the, uh, of the country, like, you know, Canada, uh, New York, upstate New York or anything, you still have September and October to rock the T-shirts. Mm-hmm. You can still feel good about yourself in September. It's only... Well, it's about almost about to be the end of, of July, but nonetheless, you have a month to get your shit together so that come that Labor Day weekend mm-hmm. cookout, you know what I mean? Becky, Becky by the grill, you know she might be like, oh, okay, I see you, <laughs> I see you losing the weight. Becky shout by the Becky, grill, <laughs> shout out to Becky by the grill, man. You know, oh, I, heard man. She got, I heard she got the yeah, but yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all, we out this motherfucker. We out. Peace. Please. <laughs>